Nashville's fans to episode 19 of the Curly W Live podcast. Remember, you can listen to our podcast, including all past episodes, through our blog, which is curlyw.mlblogs.com, and through iTunes by searching Curly W Live. Uh, our latest episode uh, featured Paul Braverman of the Fresno Grizzlies and Mark Schlaba, Washington's Director of Player Development. Um, so go back and listen to that, um, like I said, through our blog or through iTunes. Uh, this episode features interviews with Carter Keboom and Ben Bramer, two Nationals minor leaguers who are out in Arizona uh, playing in the Arizona Fall League. Both players took part in the Fall Stars game on Saturday, which is the Arizona Fall League's um, all-star game, and they're looking forward to uh, continuing their strong play out there. So we talked to each guy uh, about Arizona Fall League, uh, what all uh, has been happening with those guys out there, but first uh, we checked in with them about their 2018 seasons as a whole. Uh, both were honored as Washington's Minor League Players of the Year. Carter was voted Player of the Year, um, and Ben Bramer was one of Washington's co-pitchers uh, of the year. So, uh, like I said, we talked to them about their 2018 seasons. Uh, we talked to them about who each of them are as players, um, for any fans that may not have seen these guys play. So we got a kind of in-depth look from each of them about who they are as players. And like I said, we checked in with them about their Arizona Fall League seasons. So, uh, here it is, episode 19 of the Curly W Live podcast featuring Carter Keboom and Ben Bramer. Enjoy. Welcome to the podcast, Washington's 2018 Minor League Player of the Year, Carter Keboom. Uh, Carter is currently in Arizona representing the organization uh, in the 2018 Arizona Fall League. So thanks for taking a few minutes to uh, join us before your game today. Thanks, Al. Yeah, thanks for having me on. First off, um, I know we're a couple days late, but I have to congratulate you and Daniel Johnson on the White Men Can't Jump costumes during Halloween BP yesterday, or a couple days ago. Um, where did that uh, where did that inspiration come from? Uh, kind of for me, it was what's one of my favorite movies, so yeah. I know it's before my time, but it's still one of my favorite movies, and DJ and I are roommates, and we're like, hey, why not? So we got our, ordered our stuff, and uh, I think it was pretty funny. Yeah, they, uh... pretty well for us. And it, it was at least easier easier for you to hit BP uh, in that outfit than I think some of the other guys. Like, uh, what was it Trace Barrero was a taco? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, it was, yep, for sure. Um, so we'll get the AFL yeah. experience in a bit, um, but I kind of want to take a look back at your 2018 season uh, as a whole. Um, 2017 was was cut short a bit by injury, but you came back strong in 2018. Um what was your kind of mindset going into this season, and uh, what do you attribute to your success uh, to after coming off uh, a limited 2017? Uh, I think going into the season, it was, the main goal was to stay healthy, um, to be able to uh, play a full season. Um, I hadn't done that yet, so um, that, that was, uh, I think, in my eyes and a lot of people's eyes, this was really my first uh, full season. Um, but I think the success comes from being able to play every day. Uh, if you're if you're not healthy, you're not in the lineup. Um, you, you can't produce anything, and you can't really get in a rhythm and um, do what you do. So, being healthy is a, is a huge factor in taking care of your body and um, really maintaining things and trying to be uh, proactive instead of reactive with uh, with everything um, was was a big uh, uh, was a big difference from uh, this year than last year. You started the season in Potomac, um, where you're one of the younger players in the league, but um, you earned all-star honors, and then you were selected to participate in the Futures game at Nats Park this year. Uh, what did that mean to you, being able to play in Nats Park, um, you know, playing in front of what could be some, some hometown fans? You're the center of attention from the media for a little bit in the afternoon. What was that experience all like for you in general? 
Oh, it was awesome. Uh, to be able to walk in the clubhouse that I know my brother walks into every single day and um, see what he uh, gets to live day in and day out. And then to be in the hometown of, of the team that drafted you, uh, to have the fans around you and uh, supporting you, um, good or bad, whatever happened out there, I was going to have fun out there and just extremely grateful for the opportunity to be out there. And it was a really special uh, moment for my family and I. And I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll never forget that moment. Um, when they say my name and the crowd cheers, stuff like that. I think that was uh, very special, and uh, I'm very thankful for all the for all the people, the fans that were able to support me in, in that in that matter. I could definitely tell that you're when you got introduced on the lines that day. Those are little more a little louder from the hometown fans which was definitely cool to see from my perspective you mentioned it quickly there but I want to talk a little bit about Spencer um, obviously you know he contributed a lot to us this season uh, was in the big leagues for a while had some had some really good moments what's it like for you watching him this past season oh it's awesome to see uh, especially because my brother I see friends and stuff like that get caught up and it's cool to see them but to have your own brother um, be up there and be able to live out his dream um, I know how hard he works. He works harder than, I mean, you you all put him up against anybody and his work ethic and how he prepares himself. So uh, it's a, it's a blast watching him play. And whether I'm not watching him I, after the game, I check the box scores. I see what whatever I call him and um, ask him how he did and stuff like that. So we we communicate a lot. But it's I mean I I can only imagine uh, what it was like for him up there. Um, I know how he prepares and how he's ready every single day. Um, there's there's nothing that's going to uh, get in the way of him be able to do his job and uh, be very be very successful at it. What kind of what kind of game watcher are you when you do get to see him play? Are you stressed? Are you relaxed? Are you screaming at the TV or, or your iPad or, or what, what? How do you watch uh, his games? I'm 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 very relaxed. I mean, I understand how how difficult the game is and how it's it is a game of failure. So. Right. Um, but I know how well he prepares himself for every game, and I know how um, I know that he's I know I know that he's ready every time he, he gets called upon. So um, whether whether he has lots of success or whether whether he gets out, whatever it may be, um, if that's part of the game, I understand that you're not always going to have success at the game. And but at the same time, I know he's prepared, and I know he's very confident out there. And, um, he, he's not worried about anything other than. Uh, just having quality at bats and and making pitchers look really good. So um, that, that's his job, and uh, I, I know I know when I watch him play that he's confident up there in what he's doing. So it, it makes very it makes it very relaxing right. uh, for someone on the outside who knows how well he prepares himself mm-hmm. for uh, to watch it. Tadi, has he given you any advice, um, through, whether it was this year or just through the years, about? You know what it takes to get up here. Um, you know, kind of some trials and tribulations that he might have gone through while he's been here. Is he? Do you guys talk about things like that? Um, not too much, but a little bit. I think uh, I kind of I can see from not so much by him saying something to me, but more by I can just watch him. I mean, he, he's been he's been through a lot. I mean, he's been the guy. He's been a backup. He's been um, on the forty man, off the forty man. Back. I mean, he's been. He's kind of had. He's been playing through every angle that you can really play for, and he's he's a guy that's worked hard every single day and um, really hasn't taken anything for granted. And uh, we knew it would pay off for him, and uh, he knew he'd we'd get he'd get his opportunity, and he finally did, and he, and he ran with it. So I think really just uh, being prepared at all times, and because you never know when 
uh, you might be called upon uh, for that for that big opportunity. Um, and uh, that's what he was every day. He kept his head down, worked hard, um, did what he he knew, um, stuck with his game plan, and um, you know it, it worked out for him. It, it's it's very awesome to see. Um, people say that you stick stick to what you know and do what you do. Don't be somebody you're not, and that's somebody he he. That's what he truly does. So um, to see that actually works and pays off um, was it was it was awesome to see. I'm, I'm really proud of, proud of him. Absolutely. So uh, you know, back to your season. Um, shortly after the uh, Futures game, you, you got promoted to Harrisburg Double A, and you as a 20 year old, I think I, I did the math. I think you were the second youngest player in the Eastern League when you were up there. How was that transition for you? Not just going from from the Carolina League to the Eastern League, but Realizing that you were the youngest, one of the youngest players, and um, you know, kind of tell me a little bit about that transition and, and what you all went through. Um, I think to me it wasn't re- it was no different than any transition from going from rookie ball to low A and low A to high A and high to double A. It's uh, I, they they put those I I feel like they put there are so many levels for a reason. Um, mm-hmm. That way it's not it's not like you're jumping from rookie ball to double A and, or high A to the big leagues. You're they put those levels there for a reason. Um, that way, it doesn't feel like a big jump. Um, and I felt like I was ready um, um, for that next for that next challenge. And to me, I, I, I felt like I um, fit in very nicely. It wasn't a, it wasn't a big jump. It wasn't difficult. I I mean, I did the same thing in Double A that I did in High and Low A and Rookie Ball. I still did my same routine for the games and ground balls, hitting whatever it may be. Because uh, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm still playing baseball. It's still a game. I still gotta hit the ball when it comes across the play and field the ball when it comes to me. So um, it's not, it's not a it's not a big difference. Um, now, yes, as a whole, guys are a little bit better, faster, stronger in that sense, but uh, more mature. But it, at the end of the day, it's, it's still still the same game. Right. Now you uh, you had a pretty strong start when you got there. You pretty much picked up where you left off. Uh, was there any coach or player that you kind of gravitated towards right away um, that, you know, maybe ease that transition or kind of get show you the ropes a little bit of what you're about to get into? Uh, I think it was, uh, I think, a cumula- accumulation of uh, everybody, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that first day I got there, I talked to the manager, uh, introduced myself to Matt Lucroy, and yeah. um, they just told him I was ready to go. And, I mean, he told me, you're going to play every day. And, um uh, uh, I knew that that's what I needed. That's what I need to do to uh, make that next jump eventually. And um, he pushed me, and long, so did Trip Keister and High. And uh, I got your, I had I was around teammates who have been playing in this, have been playing professional baseball a little bit longer than I have. And um, you know they they work they work just as hard. So right. um, everybody everybody wants this, is out there for the same goal. I was playing the big leagues for a long time, and mm-hmm. um, so. It, it was it was very easy. I was I mean I I was in a sense I was pushed by others. It was it was good um, to see that other people um, are working really hard for the same goal. And it, it I mean it makes me work hard too. At the same time, being around an environment of people who are in it for the right reasons. Right. Uh, so if you're looking back on your 2018 season as a whole, why don't you give me one uh, your your favorite team moment of the season and maybe your favorite personal moment of the year. Uh, team moment, I think, uh, or it definitely was one in high when we clinched the, for the playoff spot the first half. We won the first half of the season. That was right. uh, awesome uh, to do that with every 
all the guys. I mean, we, a lot of us were drafted in the same year, and mm-hmm. uh, for us to achieve something like that was was really cool for all of us, and a nice and a nice honor for us. And then, uh, man, individual goal. I, I, I mean, I set goals every year and try to achieve them. Um, I think I don't, I don't really know individually. I think really, to me, my ultimately my main goal was to be able to play a full season and okay. um, take care of myself and be ready to go every single day. Um, and for being able to do that was was huge for me. I never done it before, so um, I'm I'm. I'm excited that I'm still playing right now. It's November. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. You know, uh, you, growing up, I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know. Man, I don't know if I can play 160 games in a year, whatever, 170 games, and to actually be doing it now, it, it's, it's awesome. I mean, I, I love baseball, and to be able to keep playing it um, every day is, is, is pretty cool. Well, you're at, you had 123 during the season, and you're at 14 in the fall league, so. Um, you're, you're approaching the, the 150, 160 game mark, you know, by the end of the fall league. So, um, and I think you should take some pride in that for sure. So, and then that actually brings us to our next point. Our kind of our final topic is, is the fall league this year. Uh, like you mentioned, you're out in Arizona, uh, pl- still playing in November. You've been on quite a tear the last week or so. Uh, your last six games have been pretty strong. What it was, was there something that clicked, you know, the last week or so, um, that's allowed you to, so it looks like you got, you got, you know, Five, four multi-hit games in, in six games, and you're just really you know, a couple three-hit games along the way. What what's kind of clicked the last week or so? Uh, I mean, nothing really. It's just <laughs> baseball. I mean, right. I, I wasn't I wasn't striking out. I was I was seeing the ball great. Uh, I've been walking a lot, um, putting the ball in play. I just you know sometimes you get a little unlucky, and but that's that's part of it. Uh, happens all the time. So I mean, it's nothing. I didn't change anything. Um, I just uh, there's no point to change when it works. Something works. Uh, don't you don't need to you don't need to change it. So I just stick with what I what I've been doing, and um, I I know it eventually it will work out. Your hits start to fall and uh, stuff like that. So uh, it was for me it was nothing to change and um, just continue to play the game. Right. And um, kind of an important note about you during the fall league this year is was what you're doing on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and, and playing a little bit more second base. Um, what's that transition and that process been like since you've been down there and, and how comfortably, comfortable are you over there? Um, and what are your thoughts so far about playing second base? I love it. I mean, uh, it goes back to uh, the point of Spencer May, just be ready at all times. You never know what, what, what can happen. So, um, I mean, it's been a great um, adjustment. Uh, so far for me, uh, I mean, I felt more, more and more comfortable each day I've been over there. Uh, it's 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 a little different. Footwork's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. You really got to keep your feet moving at all times. I mean, you do that short stuff, but second base is a little different because you're a little bit closer to first base. You might think you have more time than um, what you do, but you got to keep moving, keep your feet moving, stuff like that. But it's been uh, it's been a pretty smooth adjustment so far, and um, I, I mean, I like it. I mean, I. If that's what it takes, and I'm all for it. Uh, I don't. I'll play anywhere. Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter to me. That, that's well. That's a great attitude to have, and um, just from knowing Spencer over the years, you guys have a you know the same outlook, same attitude towards playing the game and uh, making sure you're ready and doing whatever it takes to win. So, um, you know, I appreciate you taking the time to join us this afternoon or this uh, yeah this afternoon. Um, good luck in your game today, and I got to mention you were selected you along with Ben Bramer to participate in the Fall Stars game on Saturday. So uh, enjoy that. Good luck, and uh, we'll. Catch up with you down the line. Thank you. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks for having me on.
And welcome to the podcast, Washington's 2018 Co-Minor League Pitcher of the Year, Ben Bramer. Uh, he threw a scoreless frame last night. So thank you for joining us uh, prior to today's game, Ben. Absolutely, Kyle. Thank you all for having me on here. I really appreciate it. So Ben's currently in uh, Arizona representing the Nationals in the 2018 Arizona Fall League. We'll get to that in a second um, you know, later in the interview, but... I got to ask, I just noticed on Twitter that your team is uh, dressed up in Halloween costumes for BP. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, all right, so what are you dressed as? So uh, I actually had a Minnie Mouse uh, costume that I had last night. Um, so I wore that to the field today. Uh, a little different. Didn't want to match anybody else, so uh, <laughs> definitely a little unique. All right, uh, so who had the best costume of anybody? Uh, one of our pitchers, Justin Lawrence, he was dressed up as a baby, and uh, he actually wore a diaper and everything. So I think he takes a cake for having the best one out there for sure. Nice. I saw, uh, I think Trace had a dressed up as a taco, and he was trying to hit BP as a taco. Yeah, he was. He he had a pretty good one as well. Everybody got a kick out of that. <laughs> yeah, I was watching the videos just now, and it didn't look easy to hit BP in those costumes. So. I think you might have had an uh, oppo taco or two today, so <laughs> nice. worked out. <laughs> uh, so Ben just completed his third season in Washington system after being selected in the 18th round of the 2016 draft out of Auburn. Uh, 2018 was a big year for Ben. Like I said, he co-minor league pitcher of the year, he led the system in ERA, ranked third in strikeouts. Do you remember um, spring training of this year or your off season last year, kind of what you were trying to accomplish this season and, and kind of what was your preparation like coming into 2018 and what kind of helped you have so much success? So heading into this past season, um, one of my main points of emphasis was to keep on developing my changeup and um, to continue to work on fastball command, you know, both sides of the plate, up and down in the zone. Um, so heading into spring training, those were my two points of emphasis um, to go along with my curveball. Mm -hmm. um, but really, I just came into this year having worked on those things all offseason, just staying focused on the things that I can control, you know, attitude, my work ethic in between outings and, and during the offseason and during the season, and then just my outlook on things, whether they're good or bad. And um, I really think that that helps me become a better pitcher and a better person throughout the course of the season and it just um you know i feel fortunate for it to all have come together in a sense mm -hmm. it needs to come together more but it's uh definitely happening you know absolutely now can you give fans a, a glimpse into your repertoire what, what are you throwing what's your kind of um approach on the mound um like i said it all for me it all starts with the fastball command um i, I throw a four-seam fastball that kind of has a little riding life to it and uh, I pair that with my curveball. That's when it's on. It's um, twelve six, and uh, I also have a changeup that I use to keep guys off balance. Okay. So, um, you know, in a relief role, obviously it's going to be mostly just fastball, curveball. You know, a few changeups here and there. But as a starter, it's going to be a, a pretty good mix of all three. So that's really what I'm working with. And when I'm out there, I just really want to just challenge hitters in and um, trust my stuff, you know, make them make them put the ball in play, get themselves out. Now, you, you actually mentioned something I want to talk to you about um, a little bit later, but while we're on the topic, you had kind of an interesting year in that you, you started, you're relieved at both your stops, and, and you saw had really good success at both um, in both roles. Um, 
what do you, you know, think allowed you to have that type of success? You know, it, it can't be that easy necessarily bouncing between starter and relief. Like what, what was your approach to that, um, that role and, and how you uh, went after uh, each outing kind of in a different, in a different manner, if that's the case. Right. So during spring training, I was actually starting. Um, so, you know, during that five, six weeks, I was able to continue to practice my routine as a starter and go through that. And um, right before we broke camp, I was moved to the bullpen. So really, I think the, the main key for me in that was just condensing my starter's routine and yeah. bringing it with me to the bullpen. So I basically just took my routine as a starter and condensed it a little bit and carried it out throughout the course of the game while I was in the bullpen, you know. So, you know, some things that I would start doing – 45 minutes before a start, I would maybe have to start doing in the third inning of a game, knowing that I was going to be hot that night out of the pen, you know? Right. Um, so I really think that that was uh, key for me because whenever you're able to have that confidence that you did everything you could going into the game to prepare and to have success, and, uh, you know, it makes a big deal or a big difference. And um, so for me, being able to have that in the bullpen as well was huge. Uh, so you started the season with Hagerstown and eventually got bumped up to Potomac in May. Um, can you tell me a little bit about that transition, that promotion? Uh, what were some things that helped you have success at the higher level? So I, I'm friends with pretty much everybody on that on the team this past year, oh, okay. and uh, um, it was you know it was just uh, it felt good getting up there and being with those guys, and uh, it was a really good group of guys both on and off the field, and everybody was pulling together and. Um, you know, that really makes it easy for somebody to feel comfortable, especially whenever you don't break camp with that team necessarily. Um, so that was, uh, you know, that was awesome. Definitely mm -hmm. made me feel welcomed right away. And uh, as far as the difference in levels goes, you know, I think it just um, – this the theme for me, it's kind of stayed the same. I think as I've gone up, the margin for error becomes smaller, you know, and you just really have to know who you are as a pitcher – and not try to do anything other than, you know, what what got you there. Exactly. Obviously, you still have to improve on that, but um, really just continue to trust what I've been doing and try and make improvements in that sense and um, go out there and have fun. And, you know, the group of guys that we had just really did a great job of that all year. Yeah, and you guys eventually um, advanced to the postseason, had a kind of a crazy uh, Mills Cup championship with the, with the, yeah. um, with the hurricane that came through. But now it was – Correct me if I'm wrong. Was Sam Naren was he your pitching coach last year in Hagerstown, too? Yes, he was. Okay, so and did that help a little bit? Sammy, absolutely. Sammy helped me out a whole lot last year with continuing to develop my changeup and working on my sights with my breaking ball and, and fastball as well. And um, so having him as my pitching coach in Potomac this year was huge. Um, you know, like I said, we worked together. He's helped me out. So whenever I got up there, it was like we just hit the ground running doing what we had been doing last year and then also during spring training because he, he was my pitching coach um, throughout that, mm -hmm. that time as well. So he's been huge in helping me develop and become who I am both you know, on and off the field. And um, I really am thankful that I've had him throughout, you know, throughout my career so far. Absolutely. Your second half was really strong. You had a .95 ERA your last nine outings. Um, what, what was working for you during that stretch? Well, now, now that it's over, you can probably talk about it a little more. But what was uh, what was working for you? Uh, yeah, so my second half, I just felt like everything started to come together. Um, 
you know, it wasn't like that every single time, but the majority of the time I really felt like I was going out there pounding the, the inner half of the strike zone with my fastball, working it in in out up and down and uh, I think the the big key for me was the command of my curveball both in and out of the strike zone and um, you know everything's set up with the fastball but when I need to make a pitch and get a guy out my curveball is going to be the pitch that I most likely go to mm-hmm. um, but with that being said um, the third pitch my changeup was also huge for me as well because having, having that pitch to keep hitters honest and make them respect that third pitch it's huge because, you know, now they have another thing to worry about. And um, I think that really was probably what carried me uh, through that second half as, as strong as, as I did. So Nice. Well, so who were your – going back in your uh, younger days and, you know, when you were growing up, who were some of your, um, your pitching or your baseball idols growing up? Who did you watch? Who were you a fan of? What was kind of your early baseball uh, experience like? Um, when I was younger, I wore number 25 because I, I liked Barry Bonds and, and I aspired to have his power one day. <laughs> and, uh, and now you're a pitcher. I, yeah, now I'm a pitcher, right? <laughs> um, but I've, I've always really admired Kershaw and uh, the way he goes about his business on and off the field. And his curveball is one that I would um, you know, like, to, like mine to be like. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would say those two guys, I mean, you know, as a child, being a big fan of Barry Bonds, and as I got older, really starting to, um, you know, study and appreciate what Kershaw does with that pitch. And then, um, you know, just kind of watching other pitchers that I might say that I was similar to or maybe I have a pitch that's similar to and seeing, you know, how they grip it, how they release it, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I wouldn't really say I ever had, like, a favorite team or – you know, a specific favorite player, but um, you know, that's just a little insight onto. That's yeah, that's a that's yeah. a good guy to want to model a curveball after. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> your favorite personal moment of the season? Your favorite team moment? Uh, my favorite personal moment? Uh, that's tough. I mean, I guess I would have to say, from an outing standpoint, my um, my no hitter against Myrtle Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, we we're super close to making it official, but. You know, I think from a from a stuff standpoint, and just from a um, you know putting it all together standpoint, that was probably the uh, the best I felt all year with you know three pitches and you know just being in command of everything. Uh, but really, I think when when I think back on this season, um, the first thing that comes to mind is just like how much fun we had, especially during the playoff run and and you know that last month of the season. It was a blast. You know, everybody's coming together, competing for you know wins and to make it to that championship and um i really think that that helped everybody not only perform better as a team but perform better individually as well because you know you're you're trying to you know get it to the next guy or you know get that final out and stuff like that um so that was a lot of fun and um you know it's definitely something i i aspire to do next year and 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 help other team you know help help the next team do that so So like you said at the start, you're down in Arizona uh, representing the organization at the Fall League uh, with a couple other guys from the organization. Um, you're actually just named to the uh, the Fall Stars game, so that's coming up this weekend, right? Yeah, it is. It's cool. on Saturday. Nice. So overall, what's your experience been like uh, in Arizona uh, the, the, this fall? It's been a great experience. You know, I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, so I've never really seen uh, areas like this before. With, okay. You know, the mountains and desert and stuff, so that's been awesome. 
uh, first of all. And then, you know, just being on a team with guys from other organizations and, uh, you know, getting to learn from them and just kind of know who they are as people and players has been really fun. Um, you know, same goes for the staff as well, getting to see how they handle their players and, you know, how, how they teach and, and whatnot has been great. Um, so it's definitely a great experience. I'm very, feel very blessed and fortunate to be out here. And, um, are so, you, uh, been great. are you working on anything specific? Do you have any goals in mind for, for your time down there? I'm still continuing to work on my changeup. Um, it's a little tougher when you're in a relief role because, right. you know, you're not getting extended. But, uh, so I, I have to continue to put an emphasis on throwing that even when I may not want to. Mm-hmm. Um, but really just out here, you know, competing against these guys and, and uh, you know, trying to trying to get guys out and, and continuing to uh, prove myself out here. Absolutely. Well, uh, good luck the rest of the fall league season. Enjoy your off season and uh, appreciate you jumping on the podcast. And we will uh, probably catch up with you in spring training. Absolutely, Kyle. I appreciate you all having me on here. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Ben. Thanks again to Carter and Ben for checking in. Uh, with us from Arizona uh, in the middle of their fall league season. We'll be looking forward to uh, following their progress the rest of the way. So we're going to check in with a few players this week and should have a new podcast up for you soon. Uh, Like I said, uh, when we started this series, we want to check in with as many of the guys playing out in Arizona as possible. So be on the lookout for our next episode. Uh, Like we always say, uh, we want your feedback. So please tweet at me at Kyle Brostowitz or at Nationals. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes by searching Curly W Live. Uh, You can also subscribe to the blog, curlyw.mlblogs.com, so you don't miss out on any of our great content on that blog. So uh, thanks for listening, Nationals fans, and we'll see you next time on the Curly W Live podcast.